Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Hey guys, it's Cami and this is Nikki from Double Teen Podcast and I'm Stephanie and motherfucking Megan from Broco Therapy. Come join us for the first live show ever. Broco Therapy and Double Teen Podcast are collaborating for a live show event in Los Angeles on October 20th at 7 p.m. We are so excited everyone you don't want to miss this show i know you're dying to meet us and you're gonna get to do just that but we're also going to have drinks we're gonna have games you might see hk and nikki have an anal battle you never know what's gonna happen but it's gonna be lit so i promise you want to be there la come through and party with me cammy and nikki and celebrate our first live show ever to find tickets for the event feel free to check out the description down below or go check out our websites brocotherapy.com or doubleteampodcast.com we hope to see you guys there and we want to meet every single one of you guys and take a photo and laugh and be friends and just make memories and it's our first one so you guys have to come please oh i'm so excited i want to be so nervous Testing. Mic check, mic check, one, two, what two. My name is Jess, and I thought you knew. Ooh. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. I don't know what we're talking about. We're just doing emails. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're doing emails. Fun. I have so many emails I need to, like, catch up on. So let's see, like, how much we could, like, get through yeah, and real. talk and okay. like you know give the, the greatest we'll be precise and to the point exactly let's just jump into it hi guys my name is stephanie megan <laughs> and guess <laughs> everyone's been doing that lately <laughs> fucking cammy did it ryan did it you did it i'm like because period it's your brand it's iconic. Well, well, you didn't do it correctly. Oh. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's me, First Stephanie. Of all, I was Megan. here before Brian. I was here before <laughs> Cammy. <laughs> the only person that probably can go toe to toe with me is Rose. Right, Zeta but you're, you were here before Rose. And I was here before. Listen, it's giving OG. It really is. The only one that's before you is, is six. Yeah, and that's the OG, too. That's exactly. this. So, yeah, I'm good there. Yeah. But you may proceed. Okay. Hi, guys. It's me, Stephanie Megan, 
your host of Brooklyn Therapy, <laughs> and guess the fuck what? It's me, bitches! Jessica motherfucking Clark, one of Hi the guys. many cancers of this show. <laughs> I know, you attract cancers like I a do. virus. Literally, so, like a virus. <laughs> it's giving COVID-19. It's giving cancer-19. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Let's not get cancer. Jeez, sorry. It's cancer Let's season. Not. And it's cancer season. Cancer gang. It was just my birthday. It was just your birthday. Happy big three motherfucker. Oh, oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for celebrating with me. You How know? does it feel to be 30? How does it feel? It feels great. I love it. I'm loving it here. Yeah. I could live here forever. This apartment? Well, no, just in this <laughs> part of my life. <laughs> right? It's something refreshing it about is. like entering a new, like, gen- not generate, but new, just like, Decade. decade, a new and era. And a grown decade. Yeah, it's a new era. It's a new time. Um, I'm on a different time. So these niggas ain't going to have my time, okay? Meanwhile, your ex just called you before me. Isn't that so funny? Why did he call? What did because he Because niggas stay on my line. <laughs> Literally, none, like, of, nah. none of my exes He's call like me. my best friend now. Isn't that cra- And that's cra- the crazy thing is like, I don't have any bad blood with any of my exes. But uh, I haven't had many, to be fair. I my exes don't call me, <laughs> <laughs> and and so and they shouldn't because maybe this is a toxic trait. Maybe I need to leave that in twenty the, in my twenties. I'm the ex that calls, <laughs> so and I'm I'm calling like, oh my god, you want to be on the pod? And they're like, no, or I'm I'm blocked. Morgan, imagine if having Morgan on the pod and talking about everything. I've been Shit. thinking about it. I, I doubt. Are you serious? I think it'd be interesting. Not right now. It would be interesting. Not right now. I don't think right now is like the time for that. But I think one day in the future. Yeah. I think it'd be really interesting to like. To see his perspective. Yeah. Like. Well, if if his hindsight is really 2020. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and I mean, my, honestly, my ultimate dream guest is to have my high school boyfriend. I know. I want him too. Love. I, I've said this before on the show. I'm. Trying to get to a point where I could pay him 10K to come on the show. Because I think he'd do it. He'd do it for money 100% because he's like, loves money. I mean, 10K, Steph? Yes. I think it would take Has he 10 said no, he said no to you before? Yes, all the time. I text him. I'll like sometimes. Well, start with like $20 and see where that gets you. He would not do it. He's a doctor. <laughs> oh. He's got money. Then you need to like start $20 with- ain't going to do shit. You know what I mean? Like it's not, even a grand won't even do shit. Like I think he really needs like the K. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he needs like a, like something, you know, like I feel like. I want to get to a point where 10K is $20 to me. Amen. And I receive that for both of us. Exactly. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You've been around me way too long. <laughs> I haven't been hanging out with you for a long time. Now you're saying prayers. Um, anyways. Yeah, so I want him on the pod. I've asked him every time. What's his name? Kevin. Kevin, this is a public service announcement. Your presence is required on Brooke Girl Therapy. Oh, no. I even reach out to his friends. <laughs> okay, Steph, no, no, I swear to God, I like tell Amin and Eric, <laughs> like bring maybe your you boy. should have like a protest where you should gather all the BGC supporters, stand outside his apartment, and then he has to come out and say something. Honestly, I'll go to his job or just donate to like a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, and we could have a GoFundMe get that 10k for Kevin the X and see. If he, Trust like, me, guys, it'll be worth it. 
if everyone just gave like five dollars you'll be on your way oh 100 percent. donate donate now look someone else is calling me oh my phone is blowing up today who's kyle kyle (laughs) (laughs) oh he actually wants her to be on the podcast which is so funny hi i'm good he's from england i'm gonna say i'll talk to you later sir Okay, Hi, but- Kyle. <laughs> That's not his real name. Oh. Why, Stephen? Bye. <laughs> his name's Isaac. Oh, but why is it Kyle on your phone? Because <laughs> I'm about to put him on blast. I love him to like that is like my my guy, like my heart. But um, the reason why I called him Kyle is because one day <laughs> he was having a hard time, a hard day, and he called me. I'm quite emotional, and I just figured like. I, in my mind, Kyle has like you know back in the day when you used to have the big bangs and then the uh, the died will be the night that I fall for you over again. Yeah, that guy with the um, right. eyeliner. Yes, and I I figure like that kind of person's name is Kyle. Oh, for sure. So then I changed his name to Kyle. Oh, because he was like <laughs> emo. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? That's it's terrible. Really great. I love him. I love Aww. him so much. He's Shout great. out to Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> tonight will be the night Yo, that I fall it? for it's you <laughs> over again. Oh my god. I mean, I grew up in the suburbs. I could I could whip it out. You know what I mean? You do it so well. I mean, that's the type of music everyone listens to. You know, I even list I had my time when I was go- when yeah. I was, it's a, there were some bops. Honestly, like them Waite people had some bops. <laughs> they had some bops. Like I'm not into that kind of music, but I definitely loved that. I would. I Paramore had Paramore some bangers. For sure. Avril Lavigne had some bangers. Oh, yes, Avril. I loved her, Avril Lavigne's fucking first album, and Obsessed. that's where it ends with me. <laughs> but I really loved. Ocean Avenue, when I used to sit and talk to you, we were both 16 and it felt so right, flipping all day, staying up all night, staying up all night. Oh, my headphones falling out. Oh, good times. I'm, you know. It's in there. I love that. The Valencia is in me. And <laughs> you could take the girl out of Valencia. But you can't, can't take, take Valencia, Valencia out of the, the girl. girl. <laughs> Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet. And if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hypothetical. On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts. Anyways, should we read some memes? <gasps> Let's. <laughs> Let's. Okay. <laughs> this first one says, living together, relationship up. Oh, so she's like, I guess she's referring to my latest episode okay. with my boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> I was like, who's that uh, man? Are you sure? <laughs> Who is he? Who was that guy? Who is that guy? <laughs> he just is always around, He's and so- apparently I live with him. <laughs> so I don't know who this man know. is. I don't know who that man I'm is. I'm sorry to that man. <laughs> sorry to that man. I don't know who he is. Okay. Uh, hi, Stephanie. I'm currently listen- listening to your podcast with Brian, and absolutely love it. 
I'm actually one of Brian's homies from LA. Oh, wow. Wait. Okay, 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 okay. I used to work with him, and hearing about you has made me so happy for Aww, both of y'all. That's so sweet. Shout out to Shout you. Shout out to girl. you, uh, my brother B. Shout out to my brother B. B. A B. <laughs> that does not. <laughs> That was Did you just say A B? A B. You were so passionate. I was very serious. Okay, let's keep I've reading. been hanging out with you a lot, and I'm picking up the way you speak, and it's just flowing in me. I would never say A. Okay, no, I would. You just said I, it. <laughs> and then I just, I tend to really like just pick up the way adapt. Yeah, I, I'm very that's adaptable, <laughs> and apparently that's a good resume trait. Honestly. You've been looking for jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that I just said that? Wow. Right. Um, I hope my real job doesn't see the I'll take that out. Hopefully by then I would have a new job. Right. And if not, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is This might be out in like almost a month. So okay, maybe. I might be somewhere yeah. completely different. In that case, bye. <laughs> Okay, back to the pod. Okay. Um, and hearing about you has made me so happy for both of y'all. I love listening to your podcasts and the raunchy parts and want to tell you that it is so dope to see you do your thing. Doesn't doesn't hurt that you're all that you're Filipino, because your girl is too. Hey! I need more motherfucking Filipinos. Yeah, you do. I do. Thank you for listening. Mabuhai, bitch. Okay. Pro- Mabuhai means like. Like, welcome, hi. Mabuhai. Mabuhai, bitch. Yes. Props to you, and I'm just so, and I'm just happy, I just am happy to see you flourish. On another note, the Friends episode, thank you for having an episode on this. Mm. I truly appreciate it and completely related to this. I've lost friends down the road and no longer talk to them. Perhaps it's a toxic trait of me just to cut people off, but how did you deal with keeping in touch? How did you forgive them? And how often do they have access to you? While I want to forgive people from my past, the current mental state of my mind is at peace, so I honestly do not have the urge to. When people tell me they have forgiven their friends from the past, I find it to be admirable, and I do consider it. Just was curious to see how you handled it. Anyways, thank you for creating such an honest space Aww. for about wait, honest space about life in general. It's so refreshing. Aww. Also, I totally grilled B when he first got with you. LOL, it's so dope to see you two progress. Tear emoji. Right? I love that. Oh, thank you. Shout out to you, girl. Shout out Mabu to you. Mabu hi, bitch. Mabu hi. Mabu hi. And she's a Taurus sun, Gemini moon, and Cancer I rising. I love that you ask, ask those questions. I don't know what any of it means, but it sounds fetch. Right. <laughs> Fetch is not I a thing. I just watched Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was going to say, I was like, are you trying to fit in? I just, like- I just watched Mean Girls, so yeah. So what are your thoughts on this? I feel, well, you tell me. You're, you went through it in real time. Right. I mean, I just think like, I admire people like her where they could just like, oh, I don't fuck with you. I'm done. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe like. like leave room for like people to express themselves but i don't know i mean i feel like she seems over and is at peace so like if you're at peace why revisit something why open up some wounds you know what i mean like i feel like people think forgiveness means reconciliation and and it doesn't have to be you can forgive someone and let them go you know and it doesn't mean that 
you have not forgiven them because you no longer speak to them. But if you're mm-hmm. at peace without them and you forget, like forgiveness isn't for the other people, it's for you. It's for your well-being. So if you've healed yourself and you've forgiven that situation, then, and especially if they did you dirty, mm-hmm. then uh, they can, you know. And, and also, I, I, I do believe in seasons of friendships. I, I believe in ebbs and flows of friendships. I do believe that there's certain relationships where you, you're supposed to learn something and take some things away. And in the moment, it seems like you're going to be best friends. But then eventually you, they fade away and... You, it's okay, you know? Right, right, yeah. No, I just think, like, it's hard because I feel like I've had a good amount of, not even just the the Valencia friends that I talked about in the last episode, but even a couple of other friends that just, like, I mentioned Jofra and some other people. And, like, it's this thing where, I don't know, I just, there is a part that, like, misses certain things yeah but but there is this piece that I have of not like having them around as much you yeah. know that it like because I feel so peaceful it's like why why am I going to bring in energy into my life you know unless it was like to a, a, a place where it's like we've seen growth and change yeah. and that growth and change is compatible to one another. And you can hold on to those beautiful moments, you know? Yeah, and I and I do, of course, but it's just like, it's, again, it's just, I like my peace. Yeah. And peace I rather, over everything. peace over everything and forgiveness. Again, like you said, like, I forgive and just love from afar. Yeah, exactly. That's all you gotta do. And I just, I don't know. I mean, much what it. process did you go through though i mean I, I i saw it but i know you cried you did try and reach out to them mm-hmm. um but i think also you may have been in a bit of a different place than this young lady is because you weren't fully at peace with the situation yeah because like, it had you had no closure yeah and i feel like you know i was the one that was cut off yeah and in majority of the situations that's i'm mine. the one that gets yeah that's yours I'm the one that gets, like, usually cut off. Um, mm. So, but she, the, you know, she's on the other end of it. So it's kind of hard because I'm not really someone who could just cut people off. So I don't know what that's like. Yeah. Um, I only know to be cut off. Um, how, do you, how does that make you feel? Is that, do you think that's a part of the reason why you wanted to reconcile? You kind of have... You, you liked to be liked. I think we all do. We all yeah, like yeah. to be liked. Um, was it more about, was it more about that, that, the, the feeling of, I want these people to kind of, I want to prove myself, or was it about the friendship? If that question makes sense. I don't want to prove myself to them. I think I'm very at peace with who I am yeah. and, like, where I stand. Maybe in the early stages of grief, there was a part of that where it was like, wait, no, I'm not that. I'm not what you think I am, you know? And then I think as I've like processed things and just reflected on myself, I was like, no, I know who I am. Yeah. You know? And like, that's, and I stand by who I am. And if they are not able to um, get that and know how to receive my love and my friendship um, and the way that I package it, then that's, 
on them. And I know? think grief is such a great word. Yeah. Uh, because it, it, you do go through those stages of grief. And just like in death and someone, you, and the loved one's passing, you never fully... You never fully are okay with it, but you, mm-hmm. you. But life goes on, right? Right. It's like there's always going to be a part of you that's kind of like, damn, like I wish that turned out different, or right. I wish they were still here, or, um, or you maybe have seen like a butterfly that reminds you of them, or something random, you know? Yeah. So I, there's going to be those moments, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean they're going to come back. So you still have to just be at peace with the situation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's it's. I don't know. It's weird because there's times where I'm like. I think with my Valencia friends, at this moment, things change and develop and whatever. But at this moment, I don't really feel an urge to reach out to them. Right. The person I do want to reach out to is Jofra sometimes. Mm. And why is that? Because, because I mean, I never fully talked about it. And I think out of respect, maybe not going to give too much detail. Right. But I just think I... It's not to prove myself of anything at all um, because I know me. The people in my life know me. Um, It's just more so, I don't know, just as of lately, I've just been. Like, do you want a friendship with her or is it more of just you want to just you just want closure? I think maybe closure. Okay. Because the way that things went about was really abrupt. Yeah. And unfair and I feel like but at the same time and like the reason what stops me from reaching out was like I know how I handle my emotions yeah and I'm gonna process whatever is told to me and I'm gonna sit with it and I need space to think about it think about my actions think about their feelings whatever it may be and then I'm gonna come and talk to you and have a grown, mature com- right. conversation about it. About it. Right. right. But, you know, she just doesn't do things like that. Yeah. So, and I think she wanted me to fight. Fight. And so, um, and also, I think also fight for the friendship. Yeah. Fight for. Why didn't you? Um, because I felt disrespected. Mm. Fair. And so I had to, at that moment, really choose. To not feel, to, to choose me and be like, to draw the boundary. To, right, because I showed that I cared. I said, you know, my piece, I've said, I apologized. I've, I've done all the things the way that Steph would handle it. Right. And I know that some people are able to handle the way that I go about things. And I know there's other people who don't. And, you know, and she just is someone who I think really wanted me to like fight harder and to like really like try to reach out harder to try to fix things with her you know and I just but I felt really disrespected by the way that she handled things Mm. like it was um not really fair to be honest no it wasn't at all so that's my two cents on that (laughs) like okay (laughs) next email before we cry again about friendship yes (laughs) um this one Steph, with one F, but Help it's okay, we again. love you. Help me At least me. she didn't do it with a P. She right. was halfway there. Halfway there. We'll give you some credit. Oh, she spots it right here, too. No, that's wrong. Oh, that's an exclamation mark? Yeah. Oh, my bad, girl. I was trying to advocate <laughs> for you, but... <laughs> hey, Steph. So about a year ago, I wrote into you asking how to get off 
The, the streets. streets. Girl, the streets is calling again. <laughs> I had gone through a silly breakup and I was living my best life on the streets. You and Quay called me and gave me the best advice. Well, a few months ago, I met a guy who I thought was going to be the man I married. That's, I think this is why I handed it to you. This is so funny. Yeah. I'm to debunk this narrative. Right. <laughs> I'm 30 now. Everything was going well until one day he basically told me everything he ever felt for me was a lie. Wait, what? what? <laughs> Breakups are hard, but thinking back on all the memories and looking at all the pictures, you can't help but wonder where did things change. I was really depressed for a few weeks, and I'm just starting to feel like myself again. I'm stuck in this place where I don't really want to date, but being alone sucks. Mm. What do I do? Chill. I have opinions about this. But yeah, you, go, go, go. Okay, so <laughs> I think the first issue, which is to me the biggest issue, is you not wanting to be alone. Yeah. That in itself is an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do, for me, I always wanted to, to be with someone or because there was a fulfillment I was looking for and some, some, a, a gap I was trying to fill in my yeah. life, mm-hmm. um, whether it's not feeling loved enough or wanting to be, and obviously we're all human. We like human connection. Yeah. We like, you know, but then it's God normal. forbid me get in a, in a relationship with someone just so I can say I'm with someone. Um, that's just not something I'm 30 now. So you don't do that. <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. I haven't, I haven't done that actually since I've been sober and it's nearly four years. Yeah. But then the reason why I know that is because there's a lot of self, there's something inner that you need to heal in yourself. There's some, a gap that is missing that you need to heal before, you know, you can really truly open up to someone, um, and have some, I, I do believe that energy kind of it, that shift in your the shift in self-love shifts the energy in what relationships come to you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think whatever you are putting out, whether it's subconscious or consciously, that's how you're going to, that's what you're going to kind of attract. Um, so I would say, you know, just start, maybe start looking inward and seeing what's missing there. Um, yeah, it's, a, you know... I think the biggest thing that kind of stuck out to me, besides what you said, mm. was looking back at old photos and thinking, where did things change? Yeah. And trying to figure out that timeline of, like, where did he feel like he stopped loving me? Like, what did I do? What was it? Yada, yada. And, like, I, we've Validation. all done that. yeah. We've all done that, where we're just trying to find reasons to why somebody doesn't like you. Yes. And, like, that just only prolongs the healing process, which... Therefore, just makes the, 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 you know, like the feeling of being alone even worse. Right. Because it's an ego thing. Right. Exactly. Um, and that's the thing. When you are, when, when you're okay with you. Right. You begin to understand it's, it's got nothing to do with me and it's got nothing to do with him. Yeah. It just didn't, or maybe it has a lot to do with him. But, you know, it's just regardless of the reason, you're so sure about yourself mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter. You don't have to look about the memories. You don't have to look about where things went wrong because, you know, you know what's going on inward, you know? Right. So question for you. Yeah. What did you do to, like, start loving yourself? because that's the thing we could we could always tell people like you just need to love yourself and find validation and love but like they we all know that yeah 
But it's like, but how does that look like? And I know it's different for every single yeah. person, but I guess I just want to know, like, what what did you do and what, you know, where is that moment you realize, like, oh. Well, the big thing for me was my sobriety. That's kind of what a, a big reason why I drank um, was because I just didn't like sitting with myself. I didn't like sitting with my thoughts. I didn't like sitting with my feelings. I didn't like me. And so I drank so I didn't have to think about it. And I was, had bad anxiety. And so I drank to kind of, you know, suppress yeah. that anxiety as well. So it wasn't until I was sober, I was for I had nowhere to turn. So I was literally forced to sit with myself and be like, okay, what's going on here? The way I did that was I went to therapy. I saw a psychiatrist. I saw a psychologist. I saw, um, yeah, yeah, I think it was a psychiatrist and a psychologist. Yeah, psychiatrist, psychologist. And um, I was an AA as well. I had a sponsor. And so what I was doing was I did the 12 steps um, and I think a big part of that, one of the things I think everyone can do is just take inventory of their life. So what does that look like? It's what have you, uh, what part, I wrote down every relationship I had um, or anything that affected me emotionally and only wrote down the part that I played in that situation. So mm. whether it was an ex who broke my heart or whether it was a friendship that, didn't work out. It, I didn't write anything about that person, but what role Jessica played to make mm. that situation, mm -hmm. you know, the way it was. And when I was able to, like, really look at that list, I'm like, dang, like, this... You're, you're not you so start, innocent. Yeah, exactly. You start, to see the you start to see the inconsistencies in your thought process of how great you are and how you didn't have anything to do with it and how it's mm. the other person's fault. And so when those, those things start to come to the surface, you're like, oh, this is where I need to heal. And you start to identify, um, like for me, one of the big things was I was a huge people pleaser. And everything I did, like I was a yes man and I always wanted to fix people. And mm. I, I was just a big, like I wanted everyone to just be happy. But in, in my mind, I was like, oh, what's wrong with wanting everyone to understand and get along? But that's the trait of being controlling. You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. And so all those small things that you go through, like, okay, now that I know I'm controlling and I've identified that about myself, I can recognize that as I go on my daily life and I can correct that. So that's one of the things I did. I also journaled a lot. I journaled daily um, just to, and it would be free writing. It would just literally, no, no thought, just writing, 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 writing. And mm. when I would read it back, I'd be like, dang, you know, that's mm. crazy. <laughs> like, you know, and so in that, there was healing. Um, and we kind of think that those things don't, it's, it's one of those things that it's not an overnight process. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> it's not no. an overnight it's process. A, it's, it's a lifelong. It's, it takes a, it's a lifelong yeah. thing. And then you're constantly working on, you're constantly developing. And I meditated a lot. Um, and in my meditation, I cried a lot. Mm. Um, and my sponsor always told me that um, even though, if you, even if you don't know you're why you're crying, your body knows why you're crying. So in that, I did a lot of healing. Mm -hmm. And then I was alone. I, I wasn't in a relationship. I literally was by myself. I went out by myself. I went to, took myself to the movies all the time. Oh, I always did that. I, I went shopping. Just, just doing little activities like that. To like, fall in love with me. Right. Because it's, it's so important to, like, even just to, like, do activities like go to movies, to go to a movie by yourself. Because yeah. those are things you do with other people. That yes. We tend to do with other people. So right. when you put yourself in these 
You're you becoming know. your own friend. Right. So when you put yourself in these, like, you know, situations where you ideally go with somebody else and you just do it alone, there is, there is like, a a, a, a piece that kind of happens. And honestly, I love going to movies on And it's awkward. I'm not going to lie and yeah. say, like, the first few times it's not like, damn, I'm a loner. But then it's about that mindset shift, right? Yeah. What is your why for doing this? My why is to figure out how I can be by myself in public and still be comfortable with me and confident. Right. And the more you do that, the more you're going to build your confidence. And before you know... And Steph knows, now I love being alone i'm alone a lot (laughs) Um, whereas when i was um, drinking i always wanted to be around people Mm. always like every day of the week girl i was with someone i had drinking friends i had and i I was just around people just so i could drink with them and be with someone to drink with that's the i had literally people me and you when we first met (laughs) we did vocal therapy we were always fucked up always when we record i had a co-worker that i didn't really i didn't care for i just kept her around just because i wanted you always had your like random ass people that you know nothing about their lives no nothing i barely know their and I couldn't care less about them, but I just didn't like being alone. Mm -hmm. So those are just a few things I did. And I prayed a lot. My relationship with God, and you you already know, but that for me personally and whoever your God is, like I I had to understand that I cannot do this life relying on Jessica. For me, it's it's impossible, and that's kind of, that relief, and that's when I was in my, high in my anxiety, my depression. It was rooted in the idea that Jessica has to take care of Jessica and everything around Jessica. It's impossible for all of us to go through life with such a burden, especially mm-hmm. living in LA, mm-hmm. um, especially as I'm a kind of a low key perfectionist, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so having to the burden of thinking that I have to secure the bag and secure and make people happy and be around, you know, and be right, this right. person by myself, it was too much. Mm. And so just being able to be like, all right, God, I don't want this no more. <laughs> like take it from me, do with it what you will. And you just navigate through life more intentionally. And anything I go through, I pray about it. I'm like, God is yours. Whatever happens, happens. And I try and see the good in everything, whether I get a job, don't get a job, whether friendships break up or not. I mm. try and say, okay, this hurt, but what did I learn out of it? What part did I play in it? Exactly. You know? Finding gratitude in every single in everything. situation. Yeah, and, and it all comes full circle. Like, there's so many instances when I can realize that like, I was so bummed about, but today I'm like, wow, I'm glad that happened because if that didn't happen, such and such wouldn't happen, you know? Yeah, but it takes yeah. patience. Delayed gratification. Yeah, I love that. I think for me, like, very similar in a sense of, like, just holding yourself accountable in every situation and yeah. every type of relationship, every scenario, just looking at yourself and yeah. how it's you, not about other people. It, yeah, exactly. And, um, and also I think for me, like my biggest thing that I needed to go through and I'm still going through it, you know, all that is just like the healing of, you know, my relationship with my mom. Yeah. You know, which I think is the big root of, my self-esteem and, you know, um, and my people pleasing and, you know, and like I was always unhappy being home. So I always just went out and again, just surrounded myself with people who didn't give a fuck about me, which is for partying, whatever. And as soon as I just really tried to understand 
the trauma I've gone through as a kid um, and finding like forgiveness, but also like not blaming people, Yeah, you know, not blaming. Huge. Like I understand my mom wasn't perfect, but my mom tried her best. Yeah. And, you know, I think just, <clears throat> just finding forgiveness in that. Yeah. And because you can't go back and change their actions because they're human too. And they're going to make, they're fucking mistakes. Yeah, they, you know? exactly. And so, and just like understanding and humanizing that. And I think that was a really big healing process for me, you know? And I think, honestly, even just like, I know we go out and date and we're looking for validation, but honestly, like I, I even think like just dating around and being treated like that by like different men just made me like realize how much like, I allowed that to happen and, and I would dive deep into why am I allowing that to happen? happen. Right. And why am I putting myself in these scenarios? Why am I picking these? It's about self-respect, right? It's about self-respect. Exactly. That's exactly what it's about. And, uh, and as much as we, I feel like that's a conversation we don't talk about, not obviously on this platform, Mm. but just in general in life, we don't talk about self-respect enough, you know? Um, and as a culture, um, because and and of course because we're always focusing on what we can do for other people i always think self-respect too is like oh don't sleep on the first day have respect for yourself yeah that's like that's not it it's It's about being confident in who you are knowing your values Mm -hmm. and and abiding by that Mm -hmm. regardless of what your value values are not being not compromising who you are for somebody else amen period period (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, yeah, because honestly, yeah, you 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 are what you attract, yeah, in a sense, you know, and like whatever energy you give out, you're gonna get back. And for me, like I was obviously couldn't even commit to myself and taking care of myself that I was finding those who couldn't even commit to me. Like, why would they commit to me if they see it themselves? You're not committing to yourself. You're not even taking care of yourself, and it's not even just like yeah, like physically, whatever. It's just also just like. Just the there's 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 a certain vibe that you give off when you don't really know yourself. And that was for me, I think, um, and you know this about me, you know everything about me, but um <laughs> one thing that I one actionable item that I did as well in my self healing journey was um when I was when I was in kind of turmoil, even after I was sober, it's not like I got sober and I was like, okay, yeah, You're freedom. Like, yeah. No, not at all. It took a good two, two years to even get to the point of being like, okay, I, I, I like this bitch. Like, all right, you all right. right. But, I realized that my and my dad always used to say this about me. He's like, Jessica, your space is always messy. Wherever I like, my room was always a mess. Everything around me was always because I do. I'm a strong believer that what my environment reflects how I am feeling inside. So even to this day, if my room is a mess, people will, will know that okay, she's her anxiety might be a bit higher now mm. because maybe I have finals and I have work and I have this and I have that. Mm. But when I, but there are days when I'm like, I cannot go to bed in a messy room. Like, mm. even if I have a pile in a corner, just dedicated to just a pile, like, at right. least there's some form and fashion. Right. And that's what brings me, like, comfort. Um, just having... When things are tidy around me, I feel like my life is a bit more. Yeah, it plays. Together. It, it plays. Your, yeah. like, it really is a reflection of your mental health. Exactly. Yeah. Aw, love you. Love you more. This next one is. <laughs> the subject line is very like, 
How do I stop being a dumb bitch? Love that for you. Girl, it never stops. <laughs> We're on a constant journey of stopping being dumb bitches. Right. You want to read this? Your turn. Popcorn reading. Did you like popcorn reading in school? No, that gave me anxiety. If you really want to talk about anxiety, the popcorn reading fucked me up. I used to love it because I wanted to show off my accent and get all the boys to my yard. What? No, I just, I just, I, ha- I was very awkward. <laughs> Do you know my mom? I was talking to my mom today and um because you know I have you know my situation mm. with the new yeah. Anyway, um she was just saying, Jessica, I hope when you have this um meeting that you use your best British accent. I was like, Mom, I use my British accent for meetings and to get men. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no brainer. <laughs> that's I know. Right. Anyways, how do I stop being a dumb bitch? Oh, oh my god, me! I, I would love to have Jessica Clark or Quay. Quivius, shout out to you. Quivius. Uh, <laughs> give some input on this. To keep the story short, I have a situation with this guy for about six months. It was kind of toxic in the beginning, but towards the end, it felt healthier until I had to move to my hometown and it suddenly ended. Dun, dun, dun. Since then. Actually, you do have some, oh my god, I love you for that. Okay. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Is it the headphones? No. I ain't got headphones. Yet. I know. I know. <laughs> my headphones are loud enough that you heard it. It's a sound effect. Okay, go. Okay. Um, since then, I've been on a self love journey. Yes, Queen. I've decided to challenge myself to be. Oh, to, uh, to a celibate girl summer period. You did that. I also imagine fucking someone in my home. T- I also can't imagine fucking someone in my hometown. L M A O. But <laughs> I think about this man every fucking day, and it's annoying and draining. I wish I could just stop thinking about him and the bomb ass dick he gave me, but I can't. I have recently blocked him, but I know if I were to ask to meet up, oh. If I were to ask to meet up with him, he would. And I fight with every day. Not, I fight with myself every day to not text him. Part Ugh. of me feels like it was really disrespectful uh, towards myself. I sleep with him after everything that happened, especially because I have so many feelings for him. But I also don't want to sleep with anyone until I find someone who truly respects me and wants more than just my body. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. I've been celibate for about three months now. Good job, girl. You go, girl. Love that for you. And now, and and some days... Feels easy, but other days I'm ready to hop on anything. <laughs> Ride that cat. Ooh. Uh, Julie, did, did she really say that? She showed her in. I didn't she said she wanted to ride that cowboy? Oh, no, I, I added that. Oh, okay. That was my own improvisation. <laughs> I truly do. But she lo- said I want to hop on that dick? So she said she was re- she's ready to hop on anything. Oh, wow. Facts, no printer. I truly do love being single and not having to deal with anyone and they're bs but i do miss him a lot i usually get over people really easily but this man has li- she got <laughs> this man has a hold on her <laughs> this man has her in a choke hole she is dickmatized. but this man has literally been living in my head ever s- rent free child every single day since i met him and it's disgusting i don't know what kind of dick he gave me <laughs> He gave you that good. Oh, I don't know what kind of dick he, he gave, gave me. me. I don't know what. <laughs> he, he probably prayed over it. Right. He, he gave me. 
but it should be illegal. <laughs> I guess I just need to need someone to encourage me to stay strong and keep being a dumb and stop me from being a dumb bitch. Thank you. I love the pod being listened since early 2020. Gang. Shout out to you. First off, first things first. Out. Words are powerful. Yeah. So calling yourself a dumb as much as really funny stop can we just have a moment for you the wisdom that you're bestowing on us Am lately I? it's because i was a it's called bitch. growth it's called growth <laughs> but like words matter like whether we're kidding or not like words really matter so you just just jokingly calling yourself a dumb bitch does just kind of manifest into your actions dumb bitchery there you go dumb bitchery and so yeah that's why no i mean like shit tap into old stuff we're, we're i'm trying to like get back into 2017 right now <laughs> i'm like my body's like moving and I'm you just... got a pack of camels <laughs> and a blue moon and i, I, love I know moon. you did and my fireball and you had a fireball go that's me to the t like <laughs> that that stuff just wrote this email <laughs> literally like how i was like oh my god his dick is just amazing oh my god god and like i'm so stupid oh my god one day we should read the indeed uh, application i sent to you i could probably look <laughs> it up real quick <laughs> one day we should we should listen to our old episodes oh and then comment on it <laughs> yes and do like a reaction video anyways okay sorry sorry brainstorming here um no i feel like 2017 staff just wrote me this email with her um camel crush and fireball in her purse um, it was that click for me in the camera. Right. And it, you know, and I remember just being like, specifically Charles. Mm. Remember Charles? Oh, of course I do. <laughs> that, he just like. He had a choke hole. He, ha- he said, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't letting go. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was just this. And it's crazy because before him, I was like, I'm celibate. I'm celibate. And then I like, he, the thing is, he approached me. Like, he pursued me. And, like, was very consistent on it. And obviously, because he liked to challenge. And so, long story short, I end up fucking him and breaking my celibacy. Um, and then get heartbroken, you know? I had the same intentions. It was like, I just want to save someone who you know, like, respects me, and, like, I want a relationship and stuff, and ideally, I was actually even ready for a relationship at that time, so I I have no regrets to even breaking my celibacy, but it it was this phase I think I needed um, to, unfortunately, like, to to realize my worth, if I go back to that. Like, I think I, like, really, because really, like, I just like spit all over my, he, he was really the last, I mean, I've had sex with guys after that, but he was really like the last guy who like truly digmatized me. Mm. And I think I really needed to like go through that. And it was an experience to help me figure out my worth. And I don't know, like, and I'm, I I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Honestly, like I'm really glad that I still like, got the good dick, you know, did what I did, and then, like, allowed myself to be heartbroken. But when I was heartbroken, like, I think... was that New Year's party? Oh, girl, yes. That's... 
shook the t- he said, I'm shaking the table. And I, I still got a chokehold shaking the table. He, like, it really took a long, t- like, honestly, like, it it really took a long time to get over him to the point where, like, it makes, I know I probably sound crazy, but I think he, well, so when I first met Morgan, I thought he looked like Charles. So that's what made me attracted wow. to him, too. So it was like, and I was getting over him. Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> and so it like, it just like transpired to this whole thing. And I, you know, and so I don't know. But anyways, I, I wouldn't change anything. I think that I'm really glad that I like put myself in that position because I know what it was like to, to not be loved mm. by someone you really liked. Like, I think for me, I'm someone like, okay, I could, you could tell me how something is like, but I have to experience it to in order to understand and to see it and to feel it and to to process it. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is keeping a dumb bitch. <laughs> but I, you're not being dumb. You're right. living. You're living. And the thing is, you know, time is a hell of a thing. You know, some things simply just take time to heal from. Right. And I love your self-awareness. I love you seem so top 10 with yourself. You seem uh, you seem very secure in what you need to do. And um, and honestly, if you do mess up and, you know, break your celibacy is honestly not the end of the world. Um, but I, I I'm 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 rooting for you because you do sound very grounded in who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It does sound like it's just one of those things. It's great because you're f- away from him. Right. Um, you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. And that'll help. For sure, that would help. And it's ju- it will just take time. But I promise you, in six months from now, you're going to be like, dang. You won't even care. You won't care. You wouldn't care. Even, I don't give a shit about Charles. <laughs> even George, God bless his soul. He's like a, one of my closest friends. But I was telling you, like, last year, this time when it was my birthday, there was nothing I wanted more on this earth than George being around for my birthday. Like, mm. if he didn't wasn't there, I would have, like, broken down and mm. had a fit. But this year, I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, in that moment last year was the biggest thing for me. But now, either you're here or you're not, it doesn't, I mean, it would be nice if you're here, but if you're not, it's fine. You can only I, do so much. Yeah, so I just say that to say, time does change a lot of things. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, I like, I appreciate those moments where I was, being quote unquote a dumb bitch and making these decisions with guys and you know you I wouldn't think, have a podcast without me. I wouldn't have that and I wouldn't have I wouldn't be who I am. Yeah. And not that that's like the only reason why I am who I am, but it really did play a part. And I think honestly like dating and all that stuff is really is a part of finding yourself. Of course. And so Huge. I think it's just one of those moments where um at, le- at least you know what you're doing. At least you know, like, this ain't the one for you, but you have these feelings. Like like what Jess said, like, you're very in tuned. And, like, and for some reason you keep... There's a lesson that you need to be learned here because you keep getting gravitated towards yeah. to, to him or to something like him. So it just means there's a lesson there that you have not learned yet. Um, and And I will say... I will say, it just sounds like she just low-key has a love tie. Have, do you believe in love ties? What's a love tie? A love tie is when, it's more of a, because you know, um, when you have sex with someone, you're literally becoming one with them. Okay. And so a love tie is essentially saying that you're, it's kind of like your souls are kind of connected 
in a way. And that's the same as kind of where being digmatized cause comes from. It's just like you, you're so emotionally, in that moment, you're so connected to them. So when you're no longer with them, you still have that connection. And that's kind of like, you know, they call it like a love tie. That's why pe- a lot of people don't have sex a lot because they believe that when you have sex with someone... It's exchange it's of energies. It's exchanging of energies. It's ex- you're becoming one with that person. And so the energy that's in them comes in you and vice versa. Um, some people believe in it. Some people don't. I do believe in it. Um, I I don't experience being digmatized a lot, if any. But um, maybe that's because I just haven't had that much good dick. Ooh. Did I say that? <laughs> hearing this be like oops uh, delete that <laughs> no, that? no i'm joking um yeah <laughs> it was the silence after i said that <laughs> it was like oh that's harsh uh, i mean the truth was set you free yeah um no but i i and it does sound like she has that connect like the way she can't like shake this guy yeah i think yeah it, it is like a connection and it's an energy exchange and like energy is very powerful so i see what you're saying i think what you when you said it it seemed a little bit more romantic than what it is no it's not it's a, it's okay, a very it's, it's giving american horror story okay <laughs> okay because okay. i was like wait this sounds a little bit more romantic than it's I, not I romantic think. at all but, okay. and it's it's not romantic i mean it's romantic when it's like marriage mm-hmm. but it's the worst when you have a love tie with someone who and, ain't the one and who ain't the one and then they don't have a love tie with you because that's what and that's what makes it hurt more because it's like damn i feel so connected to you but you didn't catch the love tie that i call girl every davion charles yeah you have many (laughs) (laughs) but i got over it you got over it right love ties can be broken exactly and i learned like you know i want to let me look up the definition you talk yeah i well i just learned i think just I, I, you know, here's the thing. So there was two celibi- celibacy point in my life. <laughs> yes. The first one was like, I'm going to be celibate. It was like, I, as soon as I would go on a date, I'd be like, I'm celibate. I just like labeled myself as like celibate. And like, it was just my, it was my theme. It was my brand. It was who I am. And, but deep down I was horny as fuck. I wanted to fuck everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, but I was still even though I was celibate, I was still just, like, catching feelings. I was still, right. you know. Um, and so I broke the celibacy with Charles. And then after Charles, I was really heartbroken. And then there comes, I met Morgan, but I didn't date Morgan yet. There's Ben, and there's probably a few Joe Schmoes in between that I hooked up with, whatever. I don't even remember their names. <laughs> um, and I got to a point where I just felt like, oh, I see. I, it took a while. And a lot of guys that I realized that there was a pattern. Um, and I actually, without, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to celibacy time. It was more so just like, oh, I don't want to, like, I, I don't, I don't want to get, like, attached. Like, I was, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, it was, no, it, it was a weird, like, it was like, I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to be celibate for a year or putting a timeline on it. It was just like, I. I'm tired of giving my energy. Yeah. Like, I'm, t- I didn't, didn't even put a label on it, but I was just actually genuinely tired of just not, 
feeling the love that I deserved. I mean, that's why, I mean, I, I was with Morgan for like a year and we never had sex. Wow. And, um, and because I also knew deep down he wasn't the one for me. Yeah. And I knew from my past that if I had sex with him, there is, I guess, a love tie, a connection that is there that's going to make it even harder to get over him. Because I knew at one point I had to get over him. And I found, okay, so this, this is a doctor that says this. Um, a soul tie, someone referred as, uh, to as emotional or spiritual cording is an, um, oh, okay, so it's a soul tie, and it can be referred to as emotional or spiritual cording, and it is an inexplicable, powerful emotional bond to another person, and he says that um, for, it's for people that believes in souls, they are also believe that souls have the power to connect and reconnect through time. Um, That's and not what I had before. I just think that their sex is really good and I wanted more. You don't think, you don't think, don't you don't think, think it was I, deeper than that? The sex? I think. You? No, looking back, I really don't think I had, I didn't have a deep connection with Davion. I didn't have a deep connection with Charles. But it's not, it's not a, a it's not a deep connection than what, what you have with Brian. It looks different. It's more of a emotional, it's more of a, a bodily emotional physical drawing to a person because when you think about it what if you know that you're not if you know that nothing is gonna come of this or it's kind of meaningless i think maybe to morgan it was more so that yeah but not to charles and davion who i had sex with i don't think trust me i, I like remember the feeling of everything and right. everyone and and just also reflecting in the phases I was in my life then too. Um, like, I don't even want to talk about David. So Charles, I think is probably the, he honestly had better dick than David. Oh. So, sorry. Oh my God. We were really dick well, shaming. <laughs> David was great. David was great. Don't get me wrong. you like, I, whatever. It was fine. But like Charles really made me orgasm. Mm. And I think that just was like, I didn't really come like that, you right. know? I and feel like so, a lot of girls don't. Maybe, I mean, the twins probably do, but. What? Come a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the but, twins definitely come a lot. But I feel like a lot of women that I meet, it's like, it's, and I may be wrong, but a lot of women, maybe it's the women I'm around, but a lot of women I meet, ha they have pleasurable sex. Right. However, as far as orgasming, they don't always expect that because it's harder to come around now i could come easily really well that's yeah. probably because that your man knows your body i think it's more so because i know my body Ooh, yeah i love that like, i mean brian knows my body of course yeah. but it really started off because you know what I, you like yeah and what did you do to do that i mean well the biggest thing is is focusing and feeling comfortable with him you know like i think because yeah, i would be like mm. I wonder what I will do tomorrow. I'm going to do right, tomorrow. Sometimes, <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes I think, like, like, you know, ADHD, right. This could be better. You know what, you know what I used to <laughs> Yo, you really had some whack-ass dick, didn't you? Really just, like, out like, here. I wish this was another person. <laughs> or sometimes I did this weird thing. This was probably around, like, 23, 24, or whatever. When I first started, like, really fucking around, um, I would, like, think about past lovers. And not in a way to, like, get <laughs> that off. That was toxic. Not in a way to get off, but it was, like, I think back, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, I'd just be like, oh, my God, I'm having sex with this person now. But remember when you had sex with that one person? Like, what are they doing now? I'm like, huh, this is uncomfortable, but I'm going to go through. I'm a trooper. 
I'm a trooper. We gonna keep doing wow, it. Wow, this is very very long. <laughs> like, are you nearly done? <laughs> and then there's the worst one. Is like, I'm not gonna be done until you come. Oh my god, oh my god I'm god, never gonna be done. <laughs> not the way you're going, sir. <laughs> I would always just be like, Ow, it hurts. <laughs> Let's take a break. And then just stop. And just stop. <laughs> I'd rather go another route. <laughs> Let's just talk about this. <laughs> One time I had an ex, Huckleberry. <laughs> I, know, I rarely talk about this man because it, whatever. It's fine. Uh, this is pre-broco therapy. But he, like, we were having sex once, and then he, like, stopped. He's like, are you even into this? No, sir. <laughs> Thank you for asking. No, stop. I, w- I want this to stop. <laughs> I want to leave a review, one star rating. And I was just like, I I was too nice and didn't know. I think he was probably like the third guy I like slept with, you know? Mm. So I was like very new, you know? Have you ever spoken? I'm sure you have your first sexual experience. What about it? Have you spoken about it? Yeah. Like, what was it like? How did you feel? Were you like comfortable? We were confused. <laughs> we, like, couldn't, like, figure out how to put it inside. Like, it was, like, very, mm, like, I remember, like, trying different positions to be, like, what works? You know? Mm. Like, that was it. But then. Um, I feel like maybe that's why we kind of just go roll with it. Because we, we never really learn from the beginning, you know? Right, yeah. For guys, it's, like, find the hole, slip it in, and right, get and off. They, but for exactly. us, it's so much more, like, complex. So much more complex. Like, there's, and, you know, like. Lord, if I was ever to become a pastor in the future, and y'all niggas bring up this episode, this podcast, <laughs> I'm being hot sauce. But listen, this is my truth, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've just had bad dick. It's just the way it is. <laughs> if you can't accept that about me, I don't know what to tell you. Right. And, you know, it's fine. We've all had bad dick. Yeah. Would you say a lot of it was bad? Like you never had. I wouldn't say it was bad, sex. but what does that look like? Very no. Okay, there is one person. I was gonna say I heard some stories. You acting real? No, there's this one. Okay, there's been a few. There's been a few. I won't say that. I think like there's probably been like three good ones. There's this one that is the best they've ever. Was had. it the one that was like a few like months ago and you had, had all this? No, he's in the top, but no, <laughs> he's he's up there, but there's. I think one of the distinctions where I think it's really good is when you can tell, you can have sex, mm-hmm. but then you can also like make love. Like you can, you can do yeah. both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, that's the best. Um, yeah. I might hit him up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I kid, I kid. Or I am kid, I? I, kid, I kid. <laughs> but, but you've never just like, you know, you've seen me with, how I was like so addicted to Charles Dick. Like, have you ever been stigmatized? No. Okay. I feel like you don't get you get you fall in love. And you're like, I'm gonna marry this man yeah. tomorrow. But I've never I, used- I love people. I love souls. I love connection yeah, more but than it, sex. I feel like I never heard you go like, oh my god, this sex is so good. Like I can't stop thinking about it. Like I like I've never ever ever. I don't rate it. Like, I mean, you'll say, like, oh, yeah, that dick was bomb, whatever. But I've never seen you just go, like, like enamored. Thank God I didn't. I'll probably drink again if that was the case. <laughs> but even when you were drinking, you weren't, like, you'd be like, oh, that's my husband. Yeah. Because I wanted a husband more than I wanted sex. Aw. Yeah. That's so, like, Christian of you. <laughs> Is it? I did. I, I craved love. You did. You did crave 
Like I mean, I mean, I craved love too, but I guess maybe the dick was just trash. I mean, maybe that's just maybe it ain't even that deep. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess I just to to the to the listener, I just relate so much. Oh yeah, I forgot we're answering a question. (laughs) I just relate so much to just being like that dick was so good where you just think about it all the time and you like you're just wait i'm so confused you're at, you're by at, that you're at you what I, are you thinking about that it happened the, you don't replay the like the whole sex like you the remember next day what work. happened yes i'd be I, yes bitch <laughs> i would replay and be like oh yeah that's the one thing i did really like yeah <laughs> i'd be like oh that one thing he, oh my god this yes. only happened to me once when i replayed it and it's because it was memorable only like, once. It was memorable in that we tried things I've never tried before. But, okay, there's two. There's two I can remember right now. And I'm so sorry. To, I'm sorry to those men if you're <laughs> listening to this. Thank God I'm not naming names because some of y'all niggas' feelings will be hurt. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, there's two. There's two of them that will get a trophy. They will get the Oscar and the Emmy and the Tony. Wow. Yeah. What's your number? I won't put it on. Huh? Oh, what's your number? I won't put it on. My num- My body count? Yeah. <laughs> Beats me. <laughs> you don't count? No. For what? what? What are you estimating? Like, what do you think you're... I, I literally have no idea. Are you on status? I probably am. I just <gasps> go with it. In the hundreds? Know? Oh, no. Oh. No, no. It's like definitely over oh, 200. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm not that. I'm not that. I don't. I'm not that high up there. I'm not that elite. Um, but double digits. Yeah. Sure. Oh, for sure, oh, double. 100%, t- yeah, hundred yeah. percent double. Lord, <laughs> have mercy. <laughs> I've definitely slowed down in my old age, but um, I just like I. I'm a very physical person. Physical touch is big to me, and yeah, I, I've, of course I've slowed down now. But back in the day, if I felt drawn to you, oh. That was the easiest. Like, if y'all got me and just said a nice thing to me, I'd be like, wow, this is great. Would I, you Would you marry somebody even though the sex was kind of whack? No. I said that real quick. No. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a strong believer that when sex, when you meet your person, sex won't be whack. It can't be whack. And if you're going to go. Because the love will compensate for anything oh, for that's, sure. you know. Yeah, like, I think, like, obviously it's normal to, like, go through maybe where it's, like, you're still figuring each other, each other out. out. Right. But if you love each other and there's great communication and no shame and you're comfortable and you trust them, 100%. I, this is so random, but I really do think now I'm 30, I'm very unapologetic. I think a light, a, something switched in me. I'm, like, I don't care. I This is my truth. I'm grown. But, mm. yeah, like, I just feel that sex in my 30s is probably going to be a lot better because I know my body more and I'm not having sex with everyone. And I'm just not. I'm just a bit more like – because for me, it's just like if I kind of know you're, it's going to be trash, then why would I put myself in that situation? Sometimes you don't know and then you do it and you're like, that was trash. <laughs> I've been there too. <laughs> Damn, you, catch you expect, 22 you'd be expecting something else and it's like, it's like <laughs> you expect trader joe's and all of a sudden you find yourself a dollar tree right exactly when did i have bad sex i'm trying to think i feel like well the white white dude white mm. white nick white nick that wasn't great sorry to that man sorry to i'm that. sorry to you i apologize for him right <laughs> 
that wasn't that great. We were both really bad. He didn't like it either. Oh, wow. Someone told you didn't like Oh, someone you? told me I was their best sex ever in what? life. What? Mm-hmm. Was, was, now, that's a badge of honor. Who was it? Who said that? I can't tell you. I mean, I'll tell you off camera. You're just like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that just plot twist plot twister yeah i mean i think i'm definitely and it's mutual for sure yeah i think i'm definitely brian's like you know best i'm the only one he like ever does it has ever done it raw with so i'm definitely really? the best yeah shout out to brian i love a he protected ver- man he was very you know he, anxiety yeah <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> he's have like, a condom i ain't gonna have <laughs> nobody he's carrying my job <laughs> right but i'm like rem- like i feel like i Never mind. My ex-boyfriend, even from high school, like, thank God I, like, was with him and not some other dude who didn't give a fuck because he was so paranoid. Like, every time we would have sex with a condom on, he, one, wouldn't come inside, but he would still pull out and come in the condom. That's dumb. But then he would put the condom in the sink and blow it up to see if there was a hole just to make sure. (laughs) Except who are you having sex with, girl? He was my first boyfriend. You made him your boyfriend? He was doing that? Yeah, Kevin, 10K. Oh, Kevin. Oh, 10K, 10K. Kev. Oh, he's a doctor, so that makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, he's a doctor. He's, he's, kinda, he's the kind of guy Virgo. that will like, go, to your, go to his kids' um, school and do um, sex ed classes for free. Oh, no. No. <laughs> really? Oh, my God, no. He's so private. He would never do he No. I don't think he'll appreciate you talking about his condom experience. That's why he doesn't want to come on the pod. Well, that's his fault if he can't defend himself. (laughs) I really, maybe next time I'll just invite his friends and then just like have him. Maybe we should just follow him somewhere and then just all of a sudden start, like pull out a mic and just start talking to him. Right? Maybe I'll just like have a recorder. That's illegal. (gasps) Is it illegal to record someone without that? If it's in public, it's fine. Well, bitch, you might be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Steph and Jess. Inspector. At it again. Yeah. I mean, you guys donate five dollars. I mean, if we can get to 10K. To get, if we get to 10K. He should see that we have forces. He has not us. even agreed to this 10K agreement. <laughs> like, we'll give it back. Oh, no, we'll just put it towards PGT. Well, yeah, but I really want. 10k kev to come 10K on 10k kev if he comes in this house i'm gonna be shook i'm gonna sit right there on that couch and be like like oh my god that's her fr- he's i've never met him before but you've been talking about him since i met you in 2017 girl i could honestly till this day like imitate him so well like i just know he'd come on this pod be like yeah so uh we went to high school together <laughs> like he's like very intense and like really dorky be like, nah, nah, dog, nah, dog. I didn't do that, dog. Nah, nah, I didn't say that shit. Nah, 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 nah. nah. Just anyways, the ones who know, know. I look crazy. You had no idea who 10K Kev was. But anyways, plug yourself before we. Hi, it's Jess here coming at you live from Las Villas. And you can find me on Instagram at j.clarke underscore. And yeah, catch me on Broco Therapy. And then follow me, Stephanie Megan, or go to rocotherapy.com. All that shit is there. It's there. It's there. It's there. So $5 for 10K Kev. What's it called? Uh, um, go find me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need it. And <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We should we just start a petition. Yeah. And I'll just put like our prompt. Get, like, and get signatures. 
Yes, I do a petition. A we can do a, wa- a sponsored walk. <laughs> <laughs> he has. If we got a group of people to do a sponsored walk, he would have to. He do has it to for like something good, like cancer. I know he's he's just, he's married, so I just feel like I don't know. His wife would be okay. She's married. She's got a ring. Right. She be I'm up. harmless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to go that far. <laughs> she could come on the show too. She could. No, be. Ooh. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Imagine if I had like all my exes and one like. Can we do a panel of Steph's exes? I. If we did that, when we do your live show, that should be on the, 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 the docket. I will tell you now 10K Kev won't we'll be there. <laughs> Morgan won't show up. Davion would, because he always leaves. Like, <laughs> he'll show up. Uh, ben would. Um, I don't know. Who else? Who else have I? Charles? He might. He might. I wonder where he, where he is in life. Should I hit him up? Should I be like, what are you doing? You want to come on the pod? Yeah, you should. Oh, no. <laughs> Why not? Why not, actually? It's been so long. long. Like, I yeah, it'll be interesting nothing. to see his, like, 2020 perspective. You're in a whole-ass relationship. You'll be fine. And he'll yeah. be fine. I'm sure he's, I like, just think that'd be so whole. juicy. Do it for the pod. Do it for the pod. All right. Signing off. Love Bye. y'all. Bye. <laughs> Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But Wait, the excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to Season 1, we are thrilled to announce the launch of Season 2. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you. And let's make Season 2 even more memorable together.